This is Afroeconomics with J.B. Bryan. Afroeconomics is a strategic financial management program designed for the advancement of black wealth in America and abroad. The soul of your money. Everything I do in business and in life is guided by my love of God and the reality that all things are possible with him. And that's the fifth principle of Afroeconomics, Gianyame. It's the core of everything I do. What I've discovered is that God wants so much more for us than just for us to have monetary riches. God wants us to be close to him. He desires us to be in a rich relationship with him. God wants us to depend on him and his delights in rewarding us for seeking him. Proverbs 16 verse 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and all your plans will succeed. That goes way beyond attending Sunday school or Sunday morning service. It definitely applies to all of your financial life in your entire life as well. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 is a familiar verse to many of us, but I want to quickly take a deeper look because we tend to stop at verse 11, but let's go beyond 11 and go on to 14. Let's look. Here it goes. The passage says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes. I am convinced God wants us to seek him. I want you to include him and his purpose for you in your financial plans. God wants you to pray to him and worship him, not the material items. God's purpose can become the foundation of our financial planning. Here are six key things of a God-centered financial plan. First, it has to be your God-centered financial plan. It has to be goal-driven. In Luke chapter 14, verse 28 through 30, it says, For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it, otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. A biblical financial plan defines what's most important. It determines what has to be done to make it happen. It's not caught up on what's trending right now. It's not short-sighted on purchases that don't move you forward or even looking good to your friends and families don't matter in a God-centered financial plan. In a God-centered financial plan, you're thinking about the future, both for yourself and for your children and your children's children. Another characteristic of a God-centered financial plan is the plan is based on what's real. And what's real to us 
is true hard work. According to Proverbs chapter 28, verse 19, those who work their land will have abundant food, but those who chase fantasies will have their fill of poverty. And also in Proverbs 13, 11, dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers little by little makes it grow. That's why the lottery and get rich quick schemes are not biblical financial planning tips. Work hard. Yes, work hard. And I know it's not fun to think about it, but that's what's real. One of the things most wealthy people share in common is hard work over a long period of time, generally. If they didn't do it, their parents or their grandparents did that hard work. But hard work is generally in there. If you don't have rich parents, chances are you're going to have to put your nose down and keep it there until you start seeing the fruit of your labor. A third characteristic of a God-centered financial plan is the plan must be future-oriented. In Proverbs 13.22, it tells us that a good person leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That takes me to the Afroeconomics Principle 1, and that is your legacy. It's our responsibility to build something solid for our children to stand on, even if no one did it for us. Of course, there are historically been institutions in place to prevent the black community from accumulating anything to pass down, and that is in the past. But now we're dealing with a lot of different things now. Now we're in a society that will allow us to build a legacy. We have no excuses for not doing everything that we can do today. Don't get distracted with what used to exist. We have to focus on maximizing what we can do today for future generations. But there's never been a better time, never been a better time for us to start working towards generational wealth. It has to start now. Characteristic number four of a God-based financial plan is the plan acknowledges the worst case scenario and it plans for the unexpected, that worst case. You have to expect the unexpected because one thing we know is the unexpected shows up at what? (laughs) Unexpected times and different times in our lives. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 12 says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Proverbs 21 verse 20 says the wise store up choice food and olive oil, but fools gulp theirs down. We know people lose their jobs. Cars break down. Accidents happen. We have to plan for these things. You have to have an emergency fund. I recommend no less than three to six months of living expenses available to you in your emergency fund, especially if you're a single parent or single income household. It's also important to make sure that you have the right insurance coverages. That's including your health insurance, your long-term care insurance, your life insurance, your disability insurance. Check out insurances that may be needed for your family. Data from the Department of Health and Human Services says that someone turning 65 today has almost a 70% chance of needing some type of long-term care services to support them in their latter years. Mm, 
70% chance. On average, men need 2.2 years of care and women need 3.7 years of long-term care. On average, 20% of today's 65-year-olds will need it for longer than five years. Assisted living facilities and nursing homes are not cheap. So that's something we have to plan for. Let's be wise. Another characteristic of a God-centered financial plan is to avoid debt. In Romans chapter 13 verse 8 says, let no debt remain outstanding. That's right. God does not want you borrowing money to buy things that you don't need. And he definitely doesn't want you to put off paying that debt back. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 7 tells us that the borrower is servant to the lender. Getting out of debt quickly isn't just smart, it's biblical, it's godly. The other side is that in Afroeconomics principle number two, it is self reliance. Relying on your savings and your own income to buy stuff and what you want and what you need, that's what you have to do. Don't look for other people or institutions like your credit card or the bank or the credit union to create your standard of living. Payday loans, a big no-no. You have to fund your own life. If you can't buy it with your cash on hand, you need to really ask yourself, do I truly need this? A sixth characteristic of a God-centered financial plan is to bring in experts for assistance. In Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22, it says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Ultimately, you want to depend on God for guidance and his word is a great place to start. But he's also put advisors in this world to help us understand things and for us to do things correctly. You don't have to do this all by yourself. You don't have to do anything on your own these days. With the internet, you can find awesome experts on pretty much any topic, but of course, be very careful. Seek wise counsel and your chances of success go through the roof. A biblical financial plan makes you a better steward of the resources he's entrusted to you. It helps you fall in line with Proverbs 27 verse 34, which tells us to be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. In 3 John chapter 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. Financial planning makes God happy. When you put him at the center of your financial plan, he is happy. These tips, I hope, will help you in just getting a direction for your financial life. Please consider checking out that fifth principle of Afroeconomics. Get the book, get empowered, get the information, seek out the word. I'm J.B. Bryan, and that's Afroeconomics, hashtag Afroeconomics. Today's podcast was powered by J.B. Bryan Financial Group, a registered investment advisory firm and the home of Afroeconomics in Virginia, Maryland, Washington, D.C., and New York. 
don't forget to subscribe to Afroeconomics with J.D. Bryan on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave me a five-star review. I'm J.B. Bryan, and that's Afroeconomics at AURN.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.